Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to one for 32 years, mom to eight kids, ages 17 to 30, Nana to seven, and 26-year veteran homeschooling mom. Um, I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, uh, 31 Days in God's Word. This is a devotional written specifically for homeschooling moms, and The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life. Now, all of these books can be found at my website, DorendaWilson.com, or you can find them on Amazon. Um, The Four-Hour School Day is at just about any of your favorite books sellers because that was one that was not self-published. It was published by Zondervan. So if you haven't checked any of those out, I would I would really encourage you to do that. Also make sure that you try out um, the search bar over on the podcast page of my website. I've got over 250 episodes there. Um, just put in a keyword and I'm pretty sure something's going to come up and speak to exactly what you need to be hearing right now. Well, we're going to change things up in this episode. We did the same thing in the last episode. So if you missed that, go back and listen to it. We talked about, um, we talked actually to husbands in how to support your homeschooling wife, but there was actually a lot of really good stuff in there for uh, for wives as well. So maybe make it a date and listen to it together. Um, But I'm really excited to have Jared back on the podcast again. Um. Again, moms, if you're listening, share this episode with your man, or like I said, make it a date night. So uh, just to give you a little bit of background, uh, most of you know that I published a book uh, through Zondervan back in June. Part of the process of launching a book is being interviewed on other people's podcasts. And I was delighted to be invited to speak to a slightly different audience over at dadtired.com. And I'm telling you, it was a great conversation. And uh, I really, it was just I'd never even heard of Dad Tired before. And so I was super excited after I I was finished with that interview because Jared just, I think we really connected and he just has such a heart for the Lord and for family. And I just can see this uh, ministry being so, so effective. But um, Jared is an author and the founder of dadtired.com, a nonprofit ministry focused on equipping men to lead their family well. He hosts the weekly Dad Tired podcast, listened to by hundreds of thousands of men from all around the world. He and his wife, Layla, live in Portland, Oregon with their four children. So welcome back, Jared. I am glad you're back with us today. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Well, today we're going to be talking about how to support your homeschooling wife. And so um, I know ways my husband supported me, but, um, you know, I think there's a lot of men out there who would really like to hear. I I think they might get a little frustrated. This is actually what I've heard at conferences where I've um, spoken and we've talked to husbands and they're just, they want so much to be supportive of their wives, but they're not exactly sure what that actually looks like. Um, Although as I listen to them, And they tell me kind of some of the things they do and they say to their wives, and I'm just like, you're doing a fantastic job. I think they just don't realize what a good job they actually are doing. But, you know, often women are the ones who do most of the homeschooling. And um, I think sometimes the the dads can feel like, well, I don't know exactly, I don't really feel like I'm part of it. I know my husband's kind of like, I'm all in or I'm out kind of guy. Either I'm in charge or I'm I'm not there. Yeah. (laughs) So it's just his personality, and there's so many benefits to that that really strong personality. But 
um, he kind of had to figure that out, you know, sort of navigate what does it look like to be supportive to this particular wife in this particular season. Um, but it really is important. Their support is um, really invaluable. And as I've talked to moms along the way, and I've talked to a lot of them, uh, when they bring up their supportive husbands, I can't even tell you um just how thankful they are for them. So trust me when I say your support matters. It might seem like you're not doing much or uh, it doesn't feel significant, but um, what you do does actually matter to her. Um, and, you know, like my husband said, it's it's a little bit, he felt a little bit removed from what was going on with the homeschooling because he didn't actually pull off most of it, especially in the early years. He was a little more uh, involved as they got older and they turned, uh, got into the teen years and he would have conversations with them about economics and politics and, you know, budgeting and money and all those kinds of things. That was kind of his thing and his, his major contribution when it came to their education. But he also uh, did other things that, that were supportive and I'll, I can throw those in, 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 in a little while, but um, can you talk to us a little bit about just some of the ways that you think that, um, husbands can support their homeschooling wives. Absolutely. Well, I'll give it my best, my best shot. I'm, uh, I'm nervous um, because my wife isn't in the room. I always think like, if she listens to this episode, is she going to think, Jared, you don't even do that. You know, like <laughs> you're, just, you're saying how to support your wife, but you don't do it. So I got to like, I, I've got a good, healthy accountability check happening in my spirit right now, which is, mm. which is good. Um, that is good. Yeah. So here, Here's one of the first things I say. I, I always think about the wife. I, I often get reached out to by moms and wives who are asked the question, how can um, I get my husband to engage or to help lead our family? Because what we're trying to do is help guys lead their family well. That's our mission statement. And a lot right. of wives are saying, well, my, my husband doesn't lead. So I'm talking, we're talking specifically about homeschooling, but we're, I, I, I can't, I can imagine that there are a lot of women listening right now who just so badly wish their husband was just engaged like on all the levels, like homeschooling, mm-hmm. spiritually, all that stuff. And I just want to say for, for the wife or the mom the, the, who feels like that, um, just know God does not need your husband in order to accomplish everything he wants to accomplish in your family. Does God mm-hmm. want to use your husband? 100%. That's his design. That's mm-hmm. best. Um, but God is not limited to that. And so, um, you know, I grew up without a dad around. Uh, we can go on and on and share all the stories of how men did not do well, and yet God still redeemed the family. He still saved the kids and used the kids. And so, I mean, just know God knew this would be your story before the creation of the world, and he's sovereign, and he's going to accomplish in your family what he desires to accomplish. So just please, for any mm. woman that's listening to that, please take heart in the goodness of God despite your circumstance. Um, the first thing I would say to how, how can we, as men encourage our wives who are taking on much of the brunt of homeschooling, I know this is going to sound so cliche and like, Jared, come on, stop being so cheesy. But, uh, <laughs> man, the, the greatest thing that you can do to help your wife is to love Jesus. And I know that you're going to be like, mm. just want to roll your eyes at that for the people listening, but I'm just telling you, man, the, I am at my best uh, and I am contributing best to my family, and I am giving my wife the most peace of mind, which allows her to do things better when I am in love with Jesus, when I am seeking after Jesus, when I'm waking up early before the family and I'm praying and I'm reading the scriptures and I'm having conversations with her and with the kids about what it looks like, what is the Lord doing in our lives. So 
I mean, I mean, I know it sounds cliche. I'm trying so hard not to be like cheesy pastor, you know, just give you the mm-hmm. churchy answer. But man, honestly, the greatest contribution you can make to your family is to love Jesus first. You will be a better husband and a better father. I'll, I'll, I'll pause because I know I've been talking a lot and rambling a lot. I have some other thoughts, but I'll pause there in case you want to jump in or interject on any of that. Uh, no, I, I think it was good. I, I like the fact that you mentioned, well, what does that mean? Because when someone says, you know, love Jesus, well, what does that look like? Yeah. You know, you said you're saying, um, you know, seek first his kingdom, be looking, um, be reading the scriptures, be, familiarize yourself with the scriptures. You know, um, I, I love what you said about praying, praying over your family. I mentioned this in the last podcast. My husband, it's so funny. I'm, I'm just going to, he won't mind me, me saying this at all, but he prays, his prayers sound exactly the same all the mm-hmm. time. Like he uses the same words because at one point he chose those words very specifically. And I always wonder, like he's, I always think, okay, he's not like super creative in his prayers, but God hears his prayers. You know, yeah. he's answered his prayers over these years. And I think, you know, God doesn't care. He doesn't care if they're fancy prayers or, you know, you say it some other different way. I'm a word person. So that's my thing, you know, so so I like to change things up. But for him, it's grounding to him to say the same thing. And so it's like, I guess I just want to throw out there that um, it doesn't have to look a certain way. You need to find your... Uh, your rhythm with God and your your relationship with Him and, and how you communicate with God. And it's likely going to look very different than uh, what it looks like between your wife and the Lord. And I, I think that's something that I thought about years ago. Is like I think guys' relationship with God often looks very different than a woman's relationship with God. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think guys can tend to feel bad about that, like it's somehow less, but it's not. You know, that God is looking at your heart. Are you passionately seeking Him and seeking His will for your family? But that whole, going back to the prayer thing, praying over your family. I Like you mentioned in the last podcast, so much of what goes on in our lives is a spiritual battle. And so we don't engage in a spiritual battle by physical means. We we do it by spiritual means yeah. and and we do it through prayer and we can we can actually protect our families you dads can protect your families from so much and avoid so much um grief just by praying that protection over them and recognizing when something is going on and praying over it you know so so i love the fact that you said here this is kind of this is these are the basics of what it looks like you know, yeah, I, I love that you said that about your husband. I, you know, it made me think I've got a, we have four kids and my young, uh, second to youngest is going to be three. She says the same thing to me every day. She's got like, you know, <laughs> 20 words that she repeats every single day. And I don't right. look at her and be like, come on, can you like expand your vocabulary a little bit? Can you figure out some right. more words to talk to me? I just look at it. I love, I love it. I love that she's talking to me. And, mm. uh, you know, when Jesus said, like, don't make your prayers fancy and long winded, right. like, just pray, just, you know, just pray, talk to me. Mm. I think about my daughter, like, dad, oh, father, you know, of this house, right. can you please <laughs> bestow upon me the goldfish in the pantry? You know, it's just like, just ask for the goldfish, you know, and I'll fill up the bowl for you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. So, I love it. Yeah, I love so, it. <laughs> yeah. If you're a husband, it's like, man, I got like 12 words in my prayer vocabulary. I think that's okay. I think God can look at you and, you know. In, in his fatherly ways and still love that you're just yes. coming to him. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll, I'll give some more practicals because I know that, you know, love Jesus is like, come on, Jared, I'm listening to this podcast because I want some practical stuff. So let me, let me right. 
try to give some practical stuff here. I, what I've noticed in my wife is I, I think half of the stress that she feels is actually just living inside of her brain. It's the stuff mm. that she's carrying inside day to day. So it's not even just the to-do list that she needs to get done for the day, but it's actually all the other things that are living inside yes. of her brain all the time. And mm-hmm. that contributes to her anxiety, her stress, her fears or whatever. Yes. Uh, so one thing yes. I've done with my wife is I'll, I'll have her pull out a pad of sticky notes and I'll just say, hey, babe, I want you to write down everything that's in your mind or everything that's causing you stress or anxiety or fear today. Just take out like a, a pad of sticky notes and just write down and let's lay them out on the table. That can be really, really helpful just to visualize what's in your brain and putting it out, like seeing it. Um, oftentimes, especially the enemy will do this. He will make things feel bigger and more hopeless than they actually are. And so you just put it yes. out and you see it and you're like, oh, okay. What felt like a million things is actually like 12 things. And even though 12 is a lot right. and we got a lot of stuff to do and a lot of things, it's not a million things like it felt like in my brain. So, 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 right. so she'll list those things out on a sticky note. We'll do it on the kitchen table. And then I'll just say, which one of these can I take off your plate for you? Can I, can I remove from your, you know, uh, mm-hmm. stress and anxiety? And you just like, you're, you're tangibly grabbing like three sticky notes. And that feels, I, I, I think, a little bit of a weight off of my wife's shoulders. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I just think that's a really practical way of like taking what's in her brain, causing her tons of stress and just saying, hey, toss me three of those and let me take care of those three today. Mm, I love that. That's so great. And and you're right. That whole idea that um, I have always felt like the enemy gains the upper hand, tries to gain the upper hand by confusion. That's one of his number one tactics is just to throw confusion into everything. And one of the ways he does that is, I think for women, you're right, is overthinking. I, I read this, I don't know if it was a meme or a t-shirt, I don't know. It's, it said, give me three hours to overthink that, you know, because <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome. what we tend to do. I am t- a terrible overthinker, just awful. So that that whole practical uh, idea of the sticky notes is just, it's fantastic. And even if they're non-tangible things that my husband says, no, I'm going to take that. Um, you don't worry about praying for that. I'll pray over that. You know, yeah. maybe it's not even a, you know, hands-on physical thing to do, but a, an untangible or an intangible thing um, that you can take off their plate and say, I'm going to pray over this for you. Um, that's huge. I think, so I love I that. I think a husband too, just continuing to remind, <laughs> to keep setting the big picture in front. Like there's a, there's so many dads who love to coach t-ball or basketball or baseball mm-hmm. or whatever, and we we use these skills that God's given us to cast vision and to lead a team, but we put them we we steer them in the wrong direction. Like your family needs that coaching more than that mm-hmm. the t-ball team needs the coaching. Like mm-hmm. why is the t-ball team getting more than out of dad than than your family is? And so use those skill sets. Uh, and one of the skill sets is casting vision for here's where we're trying to go as a family and then just keep putting it in front. So I'll tell my wife often, I can tell she's getting stressed about something. I'm like, babe, if our six-year-old doesn't understand times tables yet, like I, I'm okay with that. Like if they're, if they're a good, like if they, if they grow up to be Jesus loving, compassionate, mm-hmm. empathetic, bold children who grow up to be adults like that, like I'm stoked. Right. Like, and if they're mm-hmm. all forever, don't know how to skip count, like, I, that's okay. You know, what I'm doing is I'm just trying right. to cast big picture vision because I think yeah. oftentimes, I, what I've seen my wife, she can get bogged down in the details of the day. Right, right. I could speak to the multiplication tables though. <laughs> they, they did not teach that until I was in sixth yeah, grade. Yeah, seriously. This when I was growing much. up. And now they're trying to throw it on the kids <laughs> in kindergarten. For, what, what are you 
doing? You know, so some of this is just ridiculous stuff that <laughs> you got to kick to From the curb veteran, and just say, know. yeah, yeah. I, and I used to tell my kids that when they were like fourth grade and they're like, I'm still not getting it. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. You got two more years. Yeah. We'll just keep plotting and keep working. And anyway, I had to speak to that. You know, homeschooling no, I, mom, I, I'm like, I'm wait a second there. Yeah. yeah, I just, I hate it that I feel like the the whole system has really worked hard to make it feel impossible for everybody, to mm. make everybody dependent on that school system in order to get a, a truly get a good education. And it's just a crock, I'm telling you. So, you know, just use sensibility and, you know, use common sense and pray and, you know, lean into each other, husbands and wives. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine. Trust me. Um all right. So uh, I love that. Now, I just wrote a word down and now I can't, I don't even know what I was going to say, but that was excellent. <laughs> that story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Oh, gosh. So, no, that's really, really good. I, I, I love the way that um, you speak that truth into your into your wife and, and just it, like point her to that, that, that vision casting yeah. that you were talking and, about. That's so good. And part of that is I'm just reminding her too, like, babe, you have what it takes. Like God knew before yes. the foundations of the world that this is where we would be right now in this season. And as, as often right. as you can feel overwhelmed, like God is not overwhelmed. He's not surprised. God is not thinking, gosh, I wish you were a little bit further. I wish you guys were a little bit. I thought you'd be further along by now, but man, this is catching me off guard. Like God knows. He knows where right. you're at. He knows. And, That's right. Uh, and he, he chose you to be the mom for your kids. Mm-hmm. He chose your kids right. for you. Like this, this is, none of this is an accident. God, God knows what he's doing, you know, just rest in his yeah. sovereignty. Yeah. And we tend to like focus on what we feel like are in our, our inadequacies yeah. and they are not an obstacle to God. And that's true for husband and for wife. Like stop looking at those. You can ask God to strengthen you and grow you in areas that you feel like you need to grow. But like you said, there are things you do know. You know how to coach that T-ball team. You know there are certain, you know, principles and stuff that you use there. Use them at home. I remember uh, several years ago, the Lord really brought that lesson home to me. He said, Dorinda, by nature, you're an encourager. Are you using that gift at home as Mm. much as you should? Mm. And I was like, ooh, ooh, you're right. I need to really engage that at home. And when I would start doing that, it literally, I could see it breathing life into my family. I love one one thing that we've done in our family is we've actually, and I think this should be a yearly uh, thing, but but we've, we've actually sat down and we've had at the kitchen table and we've had the whole family go one by one and speak the gifts that we think God has uniquely gifted upon each family member. So we'll start with like my daughter mm-hmm. and then go to my son and my wife, me, right. and my kids will actually speak over me what they th- feel like God has gifted daddy to do this. God has gifted mommy to do this. And we each take turns wow. saying those giftings over each individual member. And then we actually created job descriptions or team player descriptions uh, for each person on the family. You are really, this is what you bring specifically to our family. Uh, and mm. mom, dad, brother, sisters, here's what you specifically bring to our family. And it gives them a sense of like, I can rest and this is who God's created me to be. I don't need to be awesome at everything, but I am pretty good at Mm -hmm. this because God's gifted me at this. And you just kind of settle into those gifts that, again, the world would love to snatch and use for all other Mm -hmm. kinds of things, but God has given for our family. It's a really, really cool exercise to give everyone a role and to build tons of confidence within each person on the team. 
That's, that is awesome. You know, that's, that's one of the things that I talk about when I talk about nurturing um, the sibling relationships. Um, That was kind of a piece of it is just recognizing the strengths that, you know, a sibling has that maybe you don't have and, and being okay with that, recognizing you have certain strengths and weaknesses and they have certain strengths and weaknesses and learning to live, um, in an, you know, just with grace for one another, with appreciation and honor for the things that, you know, they're good at and for grace for the things that they're not good at. And the interesting thing is, and this is what I point out when I talk about sibling relationships, is we're not only teaching our kids, you know, how to be good brothers and sisters, we're teaching them how to be the body of Christ yeah. when we do that. Yeah. So that exercise that you you do with those kids they're going to they're going to carry that into their participation in the body yep. and oh my goodness what what a blessing um that that will be and yeah i find it interesting because i think the new testament the new testament talks a lot about how the body of christ is supposed to function including how we're supposed to treat each other and i have found those principles to be key in um you know in family life as well mm. So that's been, that was really an eye opener for me. Yeah. And then knowing that as we were doing that, we were also preparing our kids to be part of the body of Christ. And yeah, so good. I, I, I do actually remember what I was going to say earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so you talk about husband's um, vision casting and, um, and really trying to take that leadership role. Um, again, one, no husband's going to be perfect at this, right? So wives remember this, that give them encouragement and kudos for every step they're taking in the right direction for everything that you see acknowledge it because i think husbands need encouragement too they need to know hey i'm on the right track my wife is appreciating my efforts you know and um and let them lead now there have been times that i have you know kind of at first it sort of bristled um, when my husband would make a suggestion when it came to something that was frustrating me about homeschooling. Mm. And he would throw his idea out there and I would be like, oh, in my head, you know, really? You're not with them every day. You, I just, I don't even see how that's going to work. And I didn't, nec- sometimes I was a little resistant verbally, but most of the time it was just in my head. Yeah. And, and I just, and but the more I thought about it and prayed about it, I'd be like, you know, Maybe I should just give that a try. And eventually what I learned was that um, unless it for sure was not going to be a good idea, because, you know, not every idea is a great idea, but don't brush them off too fast. Don't kick them to the curb too quickly, because what I found was a lot of times my husband had a perspective that I didn't have because I was in the trenches. and he, But he also knew me, knew our family better than anybody else. And he actually had something valuable to offer. And my problem was a lot of times it felt too simple. And I would be like, yeah, that's really oversimplified. <laughs> that's, you know, because in my head, it was really complicated. Yeah. Again, the chaos, the confusion. But the more I thought about it and prayed about it, or I would just keep doing my own thing and beating my head against the wall and finally going, okay, fine, I'll try it his way. And uh, and I would do it and I would just be like, oh my gosh, that was so simple and so peaceful. And so I guess what I want to say to wives is, you know, um, remember that God has put your husband in the position that he's in. Mm. Like Jared mentioned earlier, your family is knit together by God. He's given you the husband that you have and the children that you have for a reason and um, allow him to lead. You know, we live in a culture that 
kind of, you know, it's, it's quote unquote empowering to women. Um, but at the end of the day, it can be really harmful if we're absorbing that and trying to, um, live that out and not living out the biblical roles that God's given us. And so remember that your husband is your head. He is your covering and it is a beautiful thing. It's not a bad thing. It's not a, you know, you've failed things. So now you got to go with plan B. This is God's good plan. Um, and so remember, I guess I'm saying that your husband may actually have some really good ideas. Be, be open to listening to them and trying them out. If for nothing else, just out of honor mm. towards him. It's really funny. I won't comment because I don't think I'm supposed to on that. Uh, but it is. I will say that there are a lot of husbands who have thought, "Well, it's really pretty simple if you just did this." But we're not. We shouldn't right. say. We shouldn't say that. <laughs> Why? Well, I've never once had my wife be like, "Yeah, I'm glad you said that. It is simple, isn't it?" No, she's always like, "Oh my gosh, if you had any idea what it's actually like." But I appreciate you saying, right. you know, maybe the the solution might be simpler than I've made it out to be in my mind. Exactly. Uh, exactly. I'll say this, uh, you know, we talked about this, I think maybe on the last episode, but uh, you know, there are one of the greatest things that guys deal with is the fear that they're actually not good enough either. Guys, mm-hmm. guys deal with mm-hmm. that deeply. And, um, I always say many, many men, if not most are walking around in full grown <laughs> men bodies, but we still have the you know insecurities that all that we had as children, as young boys. Right. And we just right. want to be told we hit, we're good enough. Like we can do this. We have mm-hmm. what it takes to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, so a lot of us walk around pretty trying to be confident. Like, no, I know what I'm doing. But you talked, I, I mean, I, I talk to men every day that's in our ministry. And I can assure you men actually feel like, oh, I have no clue what I'm doing. And I actually feel really insecure. And so when a wife says, hey, you have what it takes, or I believe right. in you, or you can mm-hmm. lead our family. Like God's gifted you mm-hmm. to lead our family well you'll be surprised at how much you watch your husband start to step into the role that you're calling him into. He wants to, he just wants to know he knows what it takes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And really on that note, I want to ask if you have, well, I know you have resources for husbands who want to be supportive as husbands, as, as, you know, homeschooling dads to their homeschooling wives. Um, but they might need fresh ideas on a regular basis. Um, what, what have you got? Yeah. So if I can make a selfish plug here for the dad tire, Go ministry, for it. but so, Go so we have a podcast it. that, you know, obviously you can listen to any of our episodes mm-hmm. and things like that, but we actually have mm-hmm. an online community. If you go to connect.dadtire.com, that connect.dadtire.com, you can, the guys can be part of a community and this is just, it's kind of like Facebook, but without having to be on Facebook, no ads or no distractions and appropriate stuff. It's just all these guys who love Jesus and are trying to lead their families well can interact push each other, hold each other accountable, all that stuff. But we actually have a subgroup within that community that is just for homeschooling dads. So dads who's oh, family cool. homeschool. So there's wow. a bunch of guys in there who they're on this journey. They're trying to lead their family well, and they specifically are trying to encourage their wife and do well in the homeschool realm. So if guys want to be part mm. of that, we'd love to have them come join. Again, connect.dadtire.com. Great. We will make sure that that is in the show notes so that um, – dads can connect with you. Man, this is so fantastic. I am so glad that the Lord connected us. What a great conversation. Uh, What a great resource for homeschooling families. Um, So thank you again for being here today. So good to be here. I'm, I'm surprised you had me back, but thank you. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for letting me share. No, I, I think we could talk all day, but um, I sure appreciate you being here. Yeah, so let's you. go ahead and close in a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for um, just this 
time together, Lord. We thank you for uh, technology, Lord, that we can uh, come together. I'm Jared's over there in Oregon, and I'm in North Carolina, and we can come together online, have a great conversation, Lord, that I believe is going to be a huge encouragement to the listeners. And so I pray for moms and dads and uh, who are listening, every family represented, God, I pray your blessing over them. I pray for clarity, for peace, for wisdom. Um, I pray that this time uh, will have been a wonderful encouragement for them, Lord. And I just pray that you would uh, help all the dads who need to connect to connect with Jared and with this community. Lord, we thank you for these amazing resources that you've given us so that we can be faithful to walk out what you've called us to. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 